The Faster Payments Task Force has finished its groundbreaking work. Here comes the hard part, building solid foundations on that broken ground. With so many rooms in America's House of Payments, what lies ahead in terms of tying it all together and bringing faster payments up to speed? To find out, we'll talk with Connie Thine, Senior Vice President, Industry Relations Program at the Federal Reserve System. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Fantastic to have you here with us. And this is another in our series of podcasts taped at BAI Beacon in Orlando, Florida. And today we have Connie Thine. Connie is the Senior Vice President, Industry Relations Program at the Federal Reserve System. Connie was appointed as Senior Vice President of the Industry Relations Program in January 2017. As Senior Vice President and Director of Payments Industry Relations, Thine leads efforts to engage payment stakeholders, in advancing strategies for improving the U.S. payment system. And Connie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. There's a lot of talk about faster payments in the U.S. It's happening in Europe. What's next in terms of getting faster payments infrastructure to where it needs to be? There are lots of services and capabilities coming to market for consumers and end users. And so right now, the Federal Reserve's focus is on looking at our settlement infrastructure and how can we ensure that those faster payments happen in real time, not only for the end users, but between banks and that obligations between banks are settled immediately as end users are given availability to those funds. In response to a request from the Faster Payments Task Force for us to look at providing 24-7, 365 settlement, we've been doing an assessment over the past year to consider different models and approaches to accomplishing that. And we actually just on October 3rd released a federal register notice that describes potential actions we could take in providing new settlement capabilities, and we're soliciting feedback from stakeholders and the public. That follows, of course, on the release of the draft governance framework for faster payments, the evolution of the initiative that's continuing. How much longer will it take and what will the impact be going forward? The Faster Payments Task Force set an ambitious goal to see a ubiquitous receipt of faster payments in the U.S. by 2020. The Federal Reserve and the industry, we've been working hard to advance the recommendations they laid out in their final report in July of last year. And one of the most critical aspects of their recommendations was to establish an industry-led governance framework, an industry body that could carry the work forward and facilitate the collaboration needed to achieve the objective of ubiquitous faster payments in the U.S. And that group, as you noted, they released a draft framework earlier this year, this summer, for comment. They've been adjusting their approach and design of this new organization, and they're expecting to announce the establishment of the U.S. Faster Payments Council. And that group will really be charged with 
facilitating the collaboration needed to remove barriers, to educate consumers and businesses, and to advance faster payments implementation and adoption in the U.S. A lot of people ask, why are payments so fast in Europe? What's taking the U.S. so long to catch up? It's obviously a shallow view, but what is it that makes our system so unique when you compare it to the systems in Europe? As it relates to the payment system and even more broadly, we have always taken market-driven approaches. And so the Federal Reserve, we've been facilitating collaboration, but our goal is to bring private sector entities to the table to design and implement and envision and develop the ecosystem for faster payments in the U.S. So it's a bottoms-up, grassroots approach, which sometimes takes longer but we believe it facilitates greater innovation and adoption. And it sounds like certainly that's a piece of the puzzle. What are some other things that need to fall into place? There are a lot of pieces of the puzzle coming together. You know, the infrastructure is really largely in place. We sort of have this issue of what we might do to enhance settlement. And so it's much more a matter of helping all of the smaller entities, financial institutions, and businesses to plan for implementation and to make these capabilities available to consumers and businesses. And then a very big piece of the puzzle is educating consumers and businesses about what these payments are, how they work, what the features are, the benefits, and also how they need to approach them in terms of safety and security. To what extent may technology be impacting all of this, or maybe that's not as much of a concern as just getting the infrastructure in place? The basics are there. Technologies like artificial intelligence have a lot of potential to enhance these services, the security of payments, the safety to prevent and mitigate fraud incidents. But technology isn't really the issue in terms of successful implementation of this. One thing we do know is an issue. You spoke about education. That is such a big part of the picture. What can consumers and businesses do to get ready for this moment when faster payments hits the ground? Providers really have a lot of work to do to help people understand these new types of payments. And one of the defining characteristics of most of these services is that I am pushing money to you immediately and you have the benefit of using that money immediately. And so In banking terms, we say that's an irrevocable payment, which kind of means no backs. And if there's... (laughs) No backsies. (laughs) Yeah. And if there's an error or an issue, I typed your cell phone number wrong, I fat fingered your email address, most of these services don't use the same processes or carry the same protections that allow you to just say, I sent it to the wrong person, bring it back. It's much more like a wire transfer in that regard, in that once it's sent, it's gone. So it's important for consumers and businesses to understand the characteristics of these, and that those characteristics, while they're kind of the defining elements of the value of this payment and the benefits it offers, it also carries some risks. And it's important that consumers understand those risks and how there are protections and controls in place to help prevent errors. And speaking of risks, 
there are safety and quality concerns surrounding user experience. What's important to keep in mind here? It's important that providers fully think through the service that they're going to deliver and communicate with customers as they're marketing these services, not only how they work on the front end, but what protections, controls, and processes are in place to resolve issues or disputes or errors or incidents of fraud. The concept of directories is very important too with so many players out there in the payments universe. Explain a little bit about how that works and why it's going to be so important moving forward. We talked about the importance of innovation in this space and the U.S. being different than perhaps other countries in how we've approached this. And one of the outcomes of that is that we have a lot of competition in different services. You know, I can choose to use Venmo, you might choose to use Zelle or Square Cash or some other service. The challenge today is that if I want to pay you, we both have to participate in the same service. I want to send you money using Venmo, you've got to sign up for Venmo. The Faster Payments Task Force felt we needed to solve that challenge through a strategy for a directory model that would allow payments to potentially transact between services. And so I, using Venmo, could send you money, but you use Square Cash or Zelle, there would be a way for my transaction to find you in a directory so that the money could make its way to you and not force you to sign up for a different service. So that's been an important work effort coming out of the Faster Payments Task Force is to look at how would that directory model work and how might we implement it to really create the kind of ubiquity where anyone can pay anyone. Ubiquity, faster payments, innovation, the road ahead. You have covered so much ground here, and it's such a great thing that you are on the forefront of this fascinating discussion, a lot of great things that you brought up. Connie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Connie Thine is Senior Vice President, Industry Relations Program for the Federal Reserve System. Be sure to look for Connie on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, among the challenges to implement faster payments will be the creation of a settlement infrastructure that works in real time for end users. To do that, resolution between banks will need to follow a 24-7-365 settlement schedule. That means evaluating approaches and creating an industry body to carry the work forward and make faster payments a reality by 2020. Number two. Innovation in the U.S. payment space equals competition. Venmo, Zelle, Square Cash, and more. But that's a challenge as well, as using Venmo, for example, means signing up for Venmo. A major goal for faster payments will be to create directories that will allow users of one platform to initiate transactions on another. And number three. Payment speed in America will move forward based on a market-driven approach. As private sector entities get involved, they'll be needed to design and implement a new payment system. That will also require educating consumers and businesses to take advantage of all that Faster Payments has to offer.
streamline your user experience and accelerate the online application process. In today's business landscape, consumers expect their digital transactions to be quick and convenient. Experian Instant Form Fill reduces the amount of manual entry by up to 76%, providing consumers with a frictionless and secure way to fill out applications. Visit edq.com to learn more. And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you the aha moment where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization, revelation, or exploration made all the difference in their financial services career. It's a long way from the nonprofit sector to the annals of high-flying government finance. And for Connie Thine, there's been no reason to cry wolf, literally, Listen as she describes the unlikely yet lofty transition from the go-to person at the International Wolf Center to full-fledged and self-described payment geek. I started my career really following my passion in terms of applying my communications and marketing skills and training in the nonprofit sector and did a lot of work for small universities and colleges for nonprofits. And the longest stint was as the communications and marketing director for an environmental nonprofit called the International Wolf Center. And as much as I loved the impact that I was able to make on a small organization like that, there came a point at which I decided for career opportunities, I really wanted to look at working for a larger organization. I just so happened at the time to meet a gentleman, a lawyer who worked for the Federal Reserve and talked about what an incredible place it was in terms of great culture, work-life balance, a lot of very smart people with a lot of integrity doing good things. And so I jumped on it and I ended up at the Fed and I will tell you, I never, ever would have crossed my mind. I never would have predicted that I would be, you know, a 20-year banking veteran at the Federal Reserve, given where I started. But I'm here happily as a payments and banking geek. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.